0: I'm Henry Link. I'm Jason Brayfield. And you're listening to Faithful Citizens. Faithful Citizens is a podcast created to help citizens of God's kingdom live for and love Jesus faithfully in today's society and culture. episode
1: five i think yes episode five
0: episode five and this is going to be we're going to give you the disclaimer right up front because this is going to be a fun one because jason uh is is he's feeling amazing today
1: yep i got all kinds of stuff in my chest and my nose and yeah i'm this it's gonna, is gonna be good it's gonna be good it's gonna <laughs> be good hey
0: jason got a question for you what you got did you hear about the mirror factory they're building in our town I can really see myself no. working there. Oh, stop! Yes. stop. You know, well, you know, we. Is this what we Kayla's got to deal with exactly. This is oh, exactly. Lord. what... Well, we just had Father's Day, I guess last last week, uh, and so you know, you can't. You could only go so long without having dad joke on that one. So okay. Anyway, sorry. So today uh, we're going to continue looking, in, and really, we're we'll eventually reach the point where these episodes don't necessarily build on each other. But yeah. right now, it really just feels like laying that foundation. Everything kind of keeps building on itself, and so we talked about the Word of God. We've talked about who Jesus is. And today, what we want to talk about, what we want to start looking at when we talk about faithful citizens and being a faithful citizen, really, uh, the thing we need to understand is that what Jesus did accomplished something, and that was the work of salvation. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that for us today, saying that we're saved today and and hearing believers and Paul talk about being saved I don't think it means the same thing.
1: Yeah, I agree one hundred percent on that. What
0: do you so Jason, you tell tell me, you know, you've been in student ministry and this is one of those things that can often happen in student ministry. Uh, but I honestly I see it in adults as well. When you hear the word or hear the phrase I I got saved or I am saved, someone talking about being saved, what comes to
1: mind? What comes to mind is, I think, you know, we get, when people, you hear people get saved, it's like all their guilt is gone. Uh, they, they don't, and I, I'll be honest with you, this is something I struggled with even when I was saved at 15. Um, you know, it, I didn't realize that, you know, when I look at the Bible, I look at the New Testament and I see people coming to faith in Jesus, it wasn't just a, okay, well, I'm good, you know, now I can go and, and attend church and all that, but it was a, Lay your life down, uh, carry the cross. It wasn't just a, I feel better. It was a what am what what am I going to do, and what is it going to take for the gospel to advance?
0: Yeah, and I think that's the that's the big thing when talking about the perception of the or the idea of being saved in today's society and culture, even even within the church culture, even within Christian culture. In Christian context, the idea of being saved, I believe, is different than what, was, what is communicated in the gospel. And yeah. so I, I would say, and I've, I've, I've asked people this, you know, what does it mean when I say that I, that I got saved? Or what, what does it mean when you hear someone say that, they, that they've been saved? And often it talks about being forgiven for what they've done in the past and looking forward to where they're going in the future. Yeah, and those are the two big focuses. But I, but the the struggle is, is I don't think, and this go, this kind of shocks them. I don't think that's the biggest focus.
1: Yeah,
0: on salvation in Scripture. Yeah. Uh, when so, what does it mean for a faithful citizen to be saved? That's what we need to talk about today, because I think we don't even realize it but we're missing a lot of what the of the power behind salvation behind the focus uh behind what what is taking place in us now mm-hmm. when we say that we're saved so just to kind of so to lay some groundwork on biblically speaking as a faithful citizen going back to our foundation and source Let's talk components of salvation. What do, what is what are some of the key components to uh, to biblically understand salvation that you would say? I've got some that, that that come to mind. What What about
1: you? For me, we look at salvation as a as a earthly problem, but it's an eternal solution. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when we when we're saved, we're not just saved. So all right, we're good on this earth. No, it's. We're saved because now our our focus and our faith is being put on the place we're going. Mm -hmm. And so when we start understanding that it doesn't solve our earthly problems, but it it solves our eternal problem, Mm -hmm. we can actually be more free on this earth to go and be Christ-like because we're not living for here. That's right. And um, so I think one of the the big big, uh, components of it is knowing that Nothing I can do can earn my salvation. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing for me.
0: And, And you hit it right there on one of the first things I want to address is that is the truth that as faithful citizens, we believe that salvation is a beautiful gift of God that is not based on anything we have done, we are doing, or will do. Yeah. Our, our salvation is not based on anything that you have done, and and even in today's society, and there's a I know that there there can be debates, churches debate this, and if we're not careful, we'll unnecessarily divide on things. But we do need to do need to be careful that we never forget that truth, because the moment we start adding in and saying well. You know, I'm saved. I did something like I did it, yeah. uh, and, and you know I added like Jesus is lucky that I chose him or anything yeah. like that. And, and again, the whole the, that's a whole another discussion on uh, on what And we don't want to. We don't want. We're not going to split hairs on any of that. But we have to go back to the fact that ultimately, according to Scripture, I think of Ephesians two. Mm-hmm. Ephesians two. You are saved by grace through faith, and this not. From yourselves. It is God's gift. It's yeah. God's gift to us. So, first off, understand when we talk about being saved, when we talk about it as a faithful citizen, we're saved into God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that we're saved by God's grace. Nothing we could do. We don't add to it, which is beautiful because I don't know about if, if you've ever struggled with this or listener, if you've ever struggled with this, but there are times when if I get in the mindset that it's up to what I do, then yeah. we really do begin to wrestle with, well, does God really love me today? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you, it's the idea: that there's nothing you could do to make God love you any less, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you could do to make God love you any more. Yeah. And that in first and foremost I think that's one of the key essentials of understanding salvation is understanding that it is an eternal gift from God for us. And so he's given that gift and that goes back to the work of Christ. Yeah. It is solely based on the finished work of Christ. You know, you go back and you, you keep reading uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 and you see him talking about grace it, it us being saved By grace through our faith, and our faith is in Christ Jesus. The faith is simply us believing and trusting in what Jesus has done. But then you get into Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 after understanding that it's not anything that we could do verse 9 says not a result of works so that no one may boast verse 10 for we are his workmanship again focus on him doing the work mm-hmm. and that created in Christ Jesus for good works and yeah. i think that that let's transition into that real quick mm-hmm. jason because we have that we have that wrestle we do want to understand that it's 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 a gift of god it's not of our works but then you say but then you see the concept of good works. So let's flesh out what is that wrestle? How do we how do we wrestle with salvation by grace? Salvation through works? How do we how do we as Christians, how do we as faithful citizens come to grips and grasp this concept?
1: And I'll I'll add just two things um real quick. Um we talk about, you know, well, I got saved. I love how the psalmist uh, puts it, you know, we see when David's writing it, he doesn't say, thank you for my salvation, it's always your salvation, it's God's salvation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's always important for us to remember that it's not my salvation, it's his salvation imparted upon me. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. And uh, so, when we look at um, anything, uh, you know, I, I would just use me for an example, um, growing up, you know, I thought I had to do certain things uh, to earn God's love, earn God's favor, and... Really and truly, the full display of God's love is poured out on the cross. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's no more love to give than right. what he gave us right there. So understanding that, coming from that position of, all right, God has poured out his internal love out on me through the cross, mm-hmm. so I don't have to work for anything. I don't have to work. But what I am going to do is through that relationship that's now built with Jesus and w- with God— I'm going to desire to use the gifts and talents He's given me yeah. to further His gospel through those gifts. So I'm not working uh, for salvation. I'm working from, from sa- salvation. Yeah. So and that's how I, and I see it through my life, you know. I see where God's given me gifts and talents, and, you know, I can work and I can do all these things to boast me up or boast, um, you know, I, I just, you know, p- better put myself in a better position. Or I can say, God, how are you going to use me today? How are you going to show these gifts and talents, how can I glorify you? Not so that I can understand my salvation more, but so that your salvation, your gospel, could be spread through those gifts. That's right.
0: Well, and I think that that leads us to, to the understanding of what does a full salvation really look like? What does when we say that we're saved, what all does that encompass? Because listener, we want you to understand the fullness of your salvation. And, yeah. and if you've not been saved, if you if you've not, if you're listening to this going, I'm trying to figure out some of this with uh with Christianity and, and saying, what is this really about? I want you to know that there is a big picture for you, Uh, and and the whole point of it is grace. So what does being saved by grace mean? Uh, I love to say that to be saved is a work that is past, present, and future, all focused, all in one. Uh, So what that means is that you, when we say that we are saved, to fully understand that, then we want the believer to understand that they have been saved, we want them to understand that they are being saved right now, and that one day they will be saved. Yeah. And all of those things encompass our salvation. So yeah. let's just in, just briefly uh what does it mean when we say that we have been saved? What have we been saved
1: from? Well, we you know, we've been saved from the penalty of sin. That's right. That's uh first and foremost, you know, the uh, the past um the past you know, wherever your story is, you know, we all got a story. It's Uh, Some of us I know were saved at five years old at VBS in a small country church, Mm -hmm. or I've known some that have gone through um, literally just hell on this earth Mm -hmm. from drugs, from uh, broken relationships, from Mm -hmm. just failures that they've seen, and God saved them. You know, I don't care what your testimony is. Mm -hmm. It's God's salvation. God saved you. It doesn't matter where you were at. He met you in the chaos. So you've been saved from that penalty that will be imparted on people that don't know Jesus. Yeah. Well, and
0: Romans 3.23 comes to mind, all have sinned mm-hmm. and fall short of the glory of God. So again, it doesn't matter whether, go back to, our, I, I think back to our very first episode, You know, whether you're near or far, none of us were with God. Some of us may have been near to God, but we, we weren't with yeah. God. Some of us may have been far off from God, but still, neither one were with God, were reconciled to God. And yet... God, through his mercy by Jesus, offers that salvation. And yeah. and what Jesus did is he took the payment, Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the yeah. gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And yeah. so to be saved, to to say that we have been saved is to understand that we owed that debt. And and Christian, I we listen, faithful says we want you to wake up every morning and understand that you owed a debt. You did owe. Yeah. You, you don't owe it anymore. Don't wake up with the guilt that that your sin somehow yeah. is still going to be punished because Jesus fully took that punish, punishment or
1: that your sin can't be paid for because it's too great. That's right. That's right.
0: And, and and so understand that you what, when we say that we have been saved, that right in that right there is enough to us for us to rejoice. Yeah. But that's just one piece of that. So we say you have been saved, and then we say we are being saved. And the thing that I love to say about that, Jason, mm-hmm. is that we are we have been saved from the penalty of sin. We are being saved from the power of sin we have we we are being saved from the power of sin that's what jesus came to do he didn't just come to pay our penalty and to settle our debt with god he came to impart life. And so for us to be saved now means that we are being saved every day and and it's all because of what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did, go back and read. In fact, I would just challenge you right now and I'll try to remember to to re, you know remind us of this challenge at the end of the episode, but at some time this week or sometime after listening to this episode, I'd encourage you to read Ephesians 1 and 2. Because if you want to talk about what Jesus did and what that does for us now, not only what he is, what he did for us, but what that means that he's doing now, the, Paul says in light of what Jesus did, he prays that they would have a full knowledge of his love, that the eyes of their heart would be open to see the glorious truth, the wisdom that's found in him, understanding the what the sealing that the Holy Spirit has done for them. All those things, in light of what Jesus done, has done, yeah. empowers us to go now, and that's what he means when he says that that we are to walk in. He saved us by in Christ Jesus for good works, and he says that he that these things were done beforehand, before the foundation of the world, so that all we have to do now is walk in them. And, and so I think of again so many so many truths found in Scripture, but I go to Galatians uh, chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 in Paul's opening statement. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. So there's that past, but why did he do that? To deliver us from the present evil yeah. age, yeah. the present evil age. So we have been delivered and saved from the power of sin in your life. So what, what, does, that, what does that look like, Jason, what, when we say we're, we're saved from the power of mm-hmm. sin now?
1: Uh, you know, speaking of verses, I think uh, there's a couple of them out there. Romans eight one and two says, therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So if you're saved, you're no longer condemned, you're no longer guilty. Then, but how? How's that happen? Wait, well, verse two. Because the law of the Spirit of the life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And you look at Galatians, Galatians five one. For the freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then. Do not submit again to the yoke of slavery um we understand that um this we're, we're being saved from the power of sin we're being saved um uh, from the presence of sin you know that doesn't mean we're going to not ever sin again we're going to sin but what we understand is that we're no longer bound by that sin that sin is not leading us to death and that's mm-hmm. not just a Physical death, that's also an eternal death, that we don't just have that weighing on us. We're saved now to walk in freedom because of Christ Jesus, because of the Spirit that lives inside of us. We are able to walk and know freedom like we've never known before because we have been set free. And um, we see it in Corinthians, you know, if the Son, or well not, uh, if John, he says, you know, if the Son has set you free, you are free. Indeed. That's right. There's no other, there's, there's nothing else to add to that. You are free. Yeah. Don't walk in bondage. Don't walk in slavery. Don't walk with a heavy yoke on you, mm-hmm. because it's not supposed to be there. That's walk right. in that freedom in Jesus.
0: Well, and and that goes back to, I, you know... I
1: apologize for that, sorry.
0: It's all right. It, the the <laughs> thing that comes to mind, man, and, and again, there's so much scripture on this, it's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to narrow it down to some, but you know, Philippians chapter 2, Paul says, work out your salvation. Well, wait a minute. Okay, if, it, what, if it's not our work, then, then what does he mean by that? Well, he, what he's talking about is working out the power yeah. that has been given to us, because he says, for it is God who is, who is at work in you. So yeah. that means that not only did Jesus do something in the past, he's doing something now. And so that means when we—and and listen— we're not perfect. You will not be perfect. You'll never be perfect. You'll never be fully like Jesus this side of, yeah. of eternity. But now we have something to pursue. Yeah. We have something. We're not, we're not, we're not, it's not about perfection as much as it is direction towards the being conformed into the image of Jesus. And so our lives now, because of what Jesus done, should reflect what what he is doing today, and there yeah. should be something that draws us more and more into that. That that says he, that says here is the work that's being done, and that's wh- and then we do that in light of what he is being, what we are being saved for. And we say we have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. We have been saved from the penalty of sin. We are being saved from the power of sin, and then. All that's because we believe that one day we will be saved from the presence of sin. And can I just say, that is, if there's salvation before we without us even understanding it and fully realizing it, it's actually so practical. Yeah, it's not just this theoretical or philosophical concept that doesn't apply. No. My salvation affects me today, and it mm-hmm. doesn't just affect me because of what he's doing in my life today. it affects me because of what I believe he will do yeah. in the future and that's to me is what makes Christianity stand out in a world that is broken yeah nobody i don't think anybody even even atheists they may describe it they may they may come to different conclusions up, but they would say that this world is messed up, yeah the things going on that you know it, even even if it is just random acts they they would acknowledge that i wish it was a little bit better random yeah. acts i yeah. wish these random acts would be a little bit better than what they are right now yeah and christianity is the only thing that says but this is not it yeah it's not always going to be this way one day we will be saved from the presence of sin yeah. and that's what we get to look
1: forward to. And I I think, you know, so, so much of that day comes and, you know, so many people on this earth try to find their happiness on this earth. And I I saw this as a, a a TikTok, a guy was uh, doing, he did an interview. He said, you know, Jesus doesn't offer us happiness on this earth. Hmm. What Jesus offers us is peace. Mm -hmm. And one day we're going to walk into the peace of God, that full free from the presence of sin, there will be peace. Yeah. No more chaos. Yeah. That peace that is here. You know, I got, I, I, my faith is now sought. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I saw uh, on uh, Facebook last night uh, a guy that, when I was interning at Woodstock, um, he was an FCA guy, and uh, he helped me get involved in the school. And um, he uh, he would always go to ball games with me and just encourage me, coach me, and uh, his faith became sight, and mm-hmm. he is now in the presence of his Savior, the right. one he served so faithfully. And uh, I just thought about that last night. I'm thinking, man, what is he seeing now? You know what is what is he experiencing that he longed to experience? Yeah. So
0: I don't know. If, I don't know if we you know we have those uh, from the experts' quotes. I don't know if we can quote TikTok users, but that's that's good. That's yeah. Good because yeah. the the peace and that and that's that's just that's just it. Is that we have. A new home, and so again, the full what salvation has accomplished. It's given us ultimately First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, five, seventeen. It's given us a new creation. We are a new creation. Yeah. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Again, because He's already paid the penalty for it and delivered us from the power of it. And He says, "The old has passed away. The the new has come." And and that idea of new has come is a it's almost. I, I, I'd have to study the Greek, but I would dare to say that that's in the perfect tense, meaning that it has come and it's still coming and it's going to keep coming yeah. and it's going to keep coming until we're finally there in the presence yeah. of Jesus. And, and so, again, the, what that what what I will hope that that encourages you uh, as listeners as as faithful citizens. I hope it. I hope it encourages your walk today. To understand that you are saved, that, that you are saved now isn't just that you don't have to worry about where you're going in the end. Mm-hmm. It means that you have power, and, and you have power to follow Jesus. Yeah. We are saved not for heaven. We're saved for Him. Yeah, We're saved for Jesus. I, I love Piper talks about the the situation. Asks the question, you know, if would you would you be okay with a heaven that didn't have Jesus? If it mm-hmm. had no more pain, no more no more tears, if it had uh, no more problems, but Jesus wasn't there, are, are you good with that? Because mm-hmm. c- if you are, then that that's that we don't understand. That's not heaven. Yeah, heaven is in the presence of God. And so I think of I think of uh, J D. Greer. Uh, In his book, Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart, talking about the fullness of salvation. And he says, you know, we're talking about our call of of constantly walking out our salvation. He says, again, we believe in once saved, always saved. But we also believe once saved, forever following. Yeah. We're forever following him. Because of what he's done, looking forward to what he's going to do, it is Good, yeah, brother. I, I, I don't know. You, you can't see it, but there's just something about this that excites me. Because yeah. if, 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 faithful citizens would uh, will understand and grasp this concept, it will radically change our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and we we don't have it all figured out. It's, it doesn't mean it's all going to be great. Uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't it, it that it's not hard. Uh, gosh, I, you know. Woke up this morning and you you think you know I've been saved for eighteen years. You know, first thought in my mind is going to be Jesus. It's not. Yeah. It's just not sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then he reminds me it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because what he's done affects what he's doing now. Yeah. To look forward to the finished product. And all yeah. That.
1: Anything else, brother? You got? Just want to encourage you if you if you, if you don't know Jesus, um, reach out to us. Um, mm-hmm. Find find a friend that does know Jesus. Uh, find a pastor. Um, but. Remember, salvation doesn't solve your earthly problem. It fixes an uh, eternal solution for you, and that mm-hmm. there, there's coming a day when you'll face that judgment, and um, that salvation is what's gonna is what's gonna be your, sal- gonna be your salvation. But like you, you, that salvation that Jesus imparted upon us is, is man, that's that's worth living for. Yeah. That's that's worth committing your life towards. So
0: that's right. That's right. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for listening to Faithful Citizens. Feel free to connect with us on social media through Facebook and Instagram, where you can search for Faithful Citizens, and you can receive highlights from the show as well as reminders and encouragements that help you live faithfully every day. You can also message us if you have any questions about the show or would like to submit a question for an upcoming Q&A Ask Anything episode. Be sure to, t- to subscribe to the show either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to listen to our most recent episode released every Monday so you can stay up to date on how to be a faithful citizen. No matter what, it's our prayer that Faithful Citizens is an encouragement or resource that can help you, a citizen of God's kingdom, live for and love Jesus faithfully in today's society and culture.